Culture Kings. Culture Kings. So the last time you were officially on the show, you, uh, you, you, you busted through the studio. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and because Matt, because Matt wants to generally pin black people against each other, you know that's his that's his mo. Is he was oh, yeah. like, you right, got to pin black people. No, what was what you say, Matt? I I wouldn't I wouldn't characterize it as that at all. No, because uh, you wanted to pin Culture Kings and Candy Dinner against each yeah. other. You wanted to you you was like, no, come in here and let's do our show. Let's show you know let's show why you're better black than the two blacks that host Culture Kings. Is were your exact words? We cut it out of the episode. Well, I mean, I guess I said what I said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, listen, uh, you know, listen, I, everybody knows all the kingdom knows the kingdom knows. But, you know, and, and I think if you can speak to this, mm-hmm. the kingdom wants to know why we keep young Prince Apodaca around. And oh. and you have been a friend. You and Matt have been friends for a long time, right? Since high school. I think. Yeah. 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 What? Okay. Yeah, I've like, known him since he was a freshman baby in high school. Oh, a freshman. Yeah, what, 2005? Like, wow. Coming up yeah. on, yeah, 15 years? Two, Jeez. Y'all been yeah. friends during the, since the Bush administration. Yeah. Uh, That's right. All right. So what is it, like, if he, as a, as a, what do you look for as in a friend, and how does Matt check those boxes? I well, want you, the world to know. You know, I look, uh, I look for, you know, very real, compassionate individuals who, uh, mm-hmm. Who are there, and uh, and you know, and we're going to uh, do everything we can, everything we can to uh, stay, stay tight, mm-hmm. and keep it right. And Matt's there; he's there for me. He checks in. He uh, he holds me tight, mm-hmm. but also you know, he stays genuine. Mm. Um, you know, he's real good. Uh, unless of course it's recording uh, candy dinner, then he run turns his back <laughs> on me to spend time with his girlfriend. You know, okay. I've been, I've, I, I think you know everything you said would say that I've been there for Matt longer than uh, you know that his darling girlfriend. I've been, oh. I've seen him through when he had all those pimples. He had a real pimply face, and that's true. He had a huge acne problem i was there when his skin cleared up it's very true i was i was there for his extremely hot girlfriend in high school that left everyone speechless Mm. uh you know it's Uh, something i continue to do to this day and it's just uh (laughs) it's just one of those things that i guess i i can't help it uh but you know uh, so what you're telling me, what you're telling me, if he is that Matt and and I think this is what people don't realize why we keep him around. He's a compassionate person. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be there for you when you need him. I would agree yeah. with that. Um, he is going to he's going to be uh, somebody who cares just about your well-being and your spirit and your soul. I agree with that. But when when the chips are on the table and it comes down to it. And he has to make a choice between you, a black person, and a white person. He's going to choose the white person, uh, is what you're saying, is what it sounds uh, like you're saying. You, you know, that you would think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you would think that. Okay. But, uh, you okay. know, yeah. So, so so he's good to us when we—he's good to us, and that's why we keep him around. But he has those moments where, you know, he shows his true colors. And, and yeah. we're just glut—we're just guttons for punishment, essentially. You know? Okay. 
I, as as one of Matt's one of Matt's closest friends, mm-hmm. as yeah, I would I would agree with everything you just said. I would agree <laughs> with <laughs> everything you know, taking in taking in that data. Yo, welcome to Culture Kings, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, you hear a new voice. You know my voice. You know who yeah. it is. We have officially lost Edgar for the episode. He called and met up and said, I just need a break from the racism for one day. So he quit the show, but he mm. is going to be, mm. he's renegotiating his contract. Um, and, you know, he'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. Uh, one thing that he's asking for in his contract is just for Matt, just to be a little nicer to us. And I hope that Matt listens just a little nicer, just a little nicer. Yeah. But, you know, it's tough to budge, but we'll see. Okay. In the interim, though, I guess somebody who you guys have heard before. First time on the Earwolf side of the show, though. You know, you've heard him on the iHeart side, but now he's on the Earwolf side. We got the homie. We got the man. We got the host of Super Punch, the host of Nerdificent, writer on The Great Debate. What other credits you want me to say for you, nigga? Just a whole bunch of credits and just a dope-ass dude. Yeah, you've you've been saying all the all the good ones and all Love the ones it. that that really matter. You know, we got uh, Iffy Wadaway co-hosting the episode with me. Yeah, yeah, it's your boy Iffy Wadaway holding it down. You may know me as If D's from Twitch. You may know me as Iffy Wadaway on Twitter. You may know me as Iffy Wadaway from them thirst traps that you love to clap mm. on today, Instagram. Today, today, Iffy. You know, regardless of when this episode comes out, because it's going to come out after today, <laughs> after we record it, it's going to come out. It's going to come out after today. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But today, okay. following, I'm following we and you specifically have been in a Twitter fucking battle <laughs> with Kevin Walker. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Depending on when this episode comes out, go back to Ify's Twitter <laughs> last week of June, you know, around June 27th. And and just look at this cornball ass nigga uh, that yeah. Ify is putting in his place that we put in his place about three weeks prior to this. <laughs> I listen. Yeah, this is yeah. Been, start 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 on how you y'all were introduced to him, and then we can go into the crossover of the century. Yes, which is me being introduced uh, to him. So we were introduced to this corny ass dude uh, when he tried to scam. The scam goddess herself, Lacey Mosley, out of money. She hit his company up, and then he jumped in and made it personal. Then she wrote about the company on Twitter because that's what we do. You know, we want everybody to know, don't fuck with this company. They're doing some fuck shit. And then he jumped in and was like, I'm the owner. And then it just went from there where he was calling all of us, uh, you know, ugly saying like we ain't got no careers mind you Lacey is a series regular on a television show uh <laughs> like just saying you know we cornball yeah. ass black people we 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 love our slave master just all types of shit but he came for the wrong group of people because he came for a group of comedians who don't take no shit uh and and this dude was just getting it from every fucking side but he kept coming back until eventually you know he couldn't take it no more and he stopped responding but then if he found something about three weeks later, because this is a corny ass nigga, and I'll let Ify 
jump into this yeah. part of the story. So I so I I actively saw you know when when this was going down, and I didn't really jump in on the fun because they they already kind of thumped him, and he seemed silly. So all I did was run his Twitter through Twitter audit, found out that he has a bunch of fake followers. Like oh just yes, he buys his amount. followers. Yeah. Um. And so he, uh, <laughs> and so he, so he, uh, I, I, I for, kind of forgot about him, but just kind of the name and his corny headshot profile pic <laughs> stands out anytime I see it. So much to my surprise there, when someone retweeted a random person, uh, they, they didn't even know about this, but they retweeted that this guy was mad that he was at a no-ho Holly, uh, a 24-hour fitness and they were forcing him to make a mask. As a matter of fact, he was tweeting it. He was complaining that he went to his, we're still in quarantine, still in a pandemic, and he was mad that when he went to his 24-hour fitness, they had the gall to ask him to wear a mask mm. while he worked out, while mm. he was breathing in the space. And so he went to Twitter with it and got mad because... <laughs> He asked for a supervisor, and they called him a clown. <laughs> you know, fuck that. We gotta go and read. We gotta read the. We gotta read the bar for bar, a hundred percent the original tweet because it is it is on its own right, in its own right, hilarious. And I and I tweeted this and forgot about it. Like I I because it was right before um. It was right before Super Punch last night. Someone tweeted it, and I just retweeted like ah ha ha ha. And then I, uh, then I like, you know, I, I I went on with my life. So I went to sleep, and I woke up. Uh, so the so 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 he put at twenty four hour fitness. Your employee in quotes Julian told Donabel Morte and I that we must wear a mask while exercising. We asked for a manager, and his response is to call us clowns and make threats saying, I get off at 930. You can believe if this isn't handled co- correctly, I'm suing. This <laughs> <laughs> is a corny ass nigga. <laughs> and Julian looked like he could beat this dude ass. Already looking. Julian looked like he go. Um, uh, so then he circles the following event individuals are exempt from wearing fa- face coverings. And, uh, and then uh, from from the California Department of Public Health, and it says persons who are engaged in outdoor work or recreation, such as swimming, walking, hiking, da 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 da. This isn't outdoor work. You're in a gym. You're literally in a building. So so already he's he's dumb and very dumb. Uh, and so I just tweeted before Super Punch, yo, the dude was who was fighting L- Lacey is a dummy who doesn't even want to wear a mask. I'm dying. You are a clown, bro. And that was 16 hours ago. I go and live my life. I go and live my life. I wake up this morning. I, I got pretty drunk last night, too. I like, <laughs> and, uh, and like I saved and both killed myself by ordering uh, two skinny burgers because I'm back on keto mm. to skinny burgers from fat burger smashed them back to back and that immediately put me to bed because I was crossfaded too so I just immediately go to bed I wake up I move I was on the sleep on my living room floor and I went to my bed and I take a little more nap and I wake up and I have uh the I log on to Twitter and I see my mentions are lit up and I'm like what the fuck 
And it's because all my followers have been going at it with him from that last post. And I see him talking shit. So um, so then he's like complaining about like people calling him out for the Twitter audit. And he goes, womp, womp. What other mainstream tools do you want to use to try and make uh, and make yourself look dumber? And so I said, you silly bum. I worked in social media marketing on and Twitter audit sites are completely valid and a tool used to determine whether an account is worth buying. You can't step into my arena and lie. You bought followers uh, fraud. And this is true. Uh, before I like one of my early like L.A. jobs, when I transitioned out of working for the county, I worked for a social media marketing company and they would buy, you know, very popular parody accounts and they would you know keep tweeting as those accounts but also then like also be able to sell like when they'd be like oh man i like i want to buy this shampoo you know like people would pay them for it Mm -hmm. but so to make sure they don't get scammed they would run it through a twitter audit to make sure they aren't buying followers because you know you have real engagement real followers and also you know the your clients want to make sure that it's real because you don't want to be advertising to bots so then, uh, then uh, you know, one of my friends, uh, Maya Kendrick, who is a uh, adult actress, um, you know, working adult actress. Uh, you you may have seen her on such sites as uh, Kink. You may have seen her on such sites as uh, you know, uh, uh, what is it called Family Family Values or something. You know, one of the family joints. Uh, she's be, you know she's she's uh, you know she she's she's, 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 she's a successful work. working yeah. adult actress and so eventually so eventually he's him and her get into it and goes facts are fact keep paying your rent by selling your body and making yourself look like an idiot i get it though terrible you're clearly all dummy and no brains desperate people like you will indeed do desperate things for money lol and that uh made me mad because you know uh sex work is work and you know i think it's real corny and super whack when people try and uh you know, uh, shame sex workers. So I retweeted that and said, don't come around my page and think you can shit on sex workers. You way too cocky for a bum with a two day play with two day player roles and a bunch of self-produced trash on your IMDB. (laughs) Maybe if you focused on your craft and not scamming people for self tapes, you'd be further along. And then I replied to that tweet and said, you've been getting dunked on for 24 hours straight and you keep replying because you want to crop all the successful people dunking on you and put it in, in your resume. You pathetic Weenie, parentheses. <laughs> sorry for the disrespect, Oscar Meyer. Uh, uh, and so, so pretty it. much gone from there. And it's just like literally great. him getting like 360 windmill dunked on. And, and he uh, won't stop. Yeah, yeah. And, and he won't stop. He keeps having this confidence. And it's like, bro, you look ridiculous. Like you're, you, you keep going to the point where you're going to walk into an audition room and people are going to just laugh when it's you. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to laugh. They're going to be like, oh shit. Oh man, I'm telling you, this has been such a fun, uh, there's nothing I love more than a Twitter beef. Uh, we don't really get into our Twitter beefs here on Culture Kings, but I had to let you guys experience that Twitter. Listen to that Twitter beef. It was yeah. a delight. It is fun. And today we got somebody who is no stranger to Twitter beefs. Oh, yeah. We got somebody who will go at who will go at your ass on Twitter if she thinks you're wrong, if she thinks you're being corny. She ain't she ain't gonna hold nothing back. She's yeah. also my co-host for my other show, The Deliberation. We got the homie Ray Sani, writer of a black lady sketch show, The Good Place, dope ass stand-up comedian. I say we should get right to her, Ify. What about you? Um, yeah, let's jump into it. Let's do it. 
Well, what kind of cup is that? What kind of cup? With is this cup that? that I'm drinking out of? Yeah. Oh, bro, this is from a a, a a crab house in Chicago called Bob Chin's, which every time I used to go with Jess, I would never get any seafood. I would just get the garlic bread and a steak. Because mm. mm. I just, I just recently, just recently have gotten into eating like crab. Y'all oh, eat crab? Oh, so you didn't like crab for at first. I didn't like crab at first. I don't eat fish, man. I don't like seafood. I don't like... Really? I, that's, I don't like seafood. That's hard to know. I love oysters. I've gotten into oyster. Oysters, I feel like... Oh. Ew. Oh. Right. Let me, let me, let me uh, stop playing Smash Bros. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, stop playing. I like I was doing like a quickie while while we were setting up, and then I unlocked Ken. So Smash Brothers, the way it works is instead of giving you all the characters at the beginning, characters randomly will pop up, and then you have to beat them so that they become you can use them. But mm-hmm. then like they'll they'll just be way too hard. But I finally got Ken from Street Fighter, and I was like, oh damn! I thought I'd and be able you to, was about to get you was about to get deep into it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I me was and like, Ray, but yeah, me and no, Ray was I, gonna be like, "Yo, if he ain't said a word in like twenty minutes." <laughs> it's, it's, there's a phenomena that I've seen between all our black folks, all our black creative folks. That like once we get to an established, uh, comfortable point in our careers, uh, we pick up some white bullshit. And we, all of us, no, all of us. You, uh-huh, don't worry, Ewa don't worry. and me. Yeah, yeah. let me let me walk around that house, Rafa. I'll point out something you picked up in the in the the change to a working writer. When I see when I see, uh, also I was just speaking to you in Yoruba, and you're not Yoruba, and I apologize Mm -hmm. for doing that. No, it's all right. You know, it's all right. You can still. (laughs) Yo, I ain't understand. I ain't know what you was talking. I was just. just... I was saying me. No, you nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't put the nigga part in, but oh shit! So how you say? How you say nigga? And what? What is it? Your Yoruba? Yoruba. I have no idea. Actually, yeah, let me text my mom and yeah, say, yeah, yeah. "How do you? How do you say a slur?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Guess, how how did how did did we create? Did we translate the white man slur? Uh, <laughs> uh, there is a slur, Jackie, but it's not good. It's okay. not a nice thing to say. I, we but shouldn't say it. Slur. Yeah, one of my one no, of no, my. No. This was not like this isn't a. It's not like a. Oh my god! I'm celebrating lynching. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, this is a. This is a like you know, you know America's greatest export is white supremacy. Yeah. And so, uh, there's a lot of uh, misperceptions about African Americans mm-hmm. uh, on the part of. Africans uh, is, is is a generous way I'll say it. Uh, so there's like a word for like Black American people. Mm, uh, okay. Okay. It, but I don't. You we didn't use it in my household. My family didn't use it. Yeah, yeah, I sound well, like look, one of these. I sound Robert like one of these white covering people. The bases. Like, yeah, covering the bases. Like like, we we didn't like, use it. We we're not, not racist we, in our household. <laughs> See, that's what you picked up, right? That's what you picked <laughs> yeah. up. You picked up the. We wasn't racist in our household. Um, yeah. But that was the white stuff I picked up, right? Um, yeah. But uh, so it's akata, and it's really, really bad. It's like oh you, shit, I've heard that. Yeah, I've it's heard like if you, mm-hmm. if you're, if you, it's basically like if you say hood rat with the most contempt you can think of. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that's terrible. A, yeah, it's I think terrible. Opie told me that because I think Opie's Yoruba too. Uh, yeah, he's Yoruba. Yeah, yeah so um, I think he told me about. Yeah, because he was saying his parents like, are. It's he, like not nice. It is yeah. not not like uh, not oh, yeah. nice. He, he and, went in. He, <laughs> It, it literally translates to like bush person. Yeah. And Damn. like 
yeah, like you some trash person from the bush, which is awful. Speaking but of that's yeah. the closest I can think of. Ahead, Speaking of have you have you had bush meat, uh 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 Rafa? I don't know why. You call me Ray on camera. I don't know why. I know. I, I like I like Rafa because you know I'll let the white man call you Ray. Uh, Damn, but, but, I know, call me, her Ray. A fellow, not, I know Ray. Me, I'm like, it's uh, me, a fellow. Ray. Well, you know, you know, you you know what we say about Jaquez. You know, me, a fellow, <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> what have you picked up from white culture at all, nigga? At all. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh uh, but yeah no uh i the only I, I i always talk about how i wish i could speak evil um because my dad just straight up because it was like the 90s in america there's this big thing where they're pushing uh because apparently like my my ex my ex-wife's mother-in-law would was saying doctors were telling her not to teach uh uh my ex um spanish and then same thing like my dad had the exact same reason because they said it would confuse me and i was like no that's that's a dumbass lie you see all these bilingual ass kids yeah but uh but there are like turns of phrases that stuck with me like i definitely know elanco which is are you drunk uh <laughs> and so and that's what my grandma would always say to me whenever i did something <laughs> dumb <laughs> oh that's so funny i have a very similar experience as well um, because I, my father also was the English is going to be their first language. My father yeah. even took speech classes. So he has this weird combination of a Nigerian, but also Guido from Brooklyn accent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So he'll be like, he'll be like, Rafa too. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Sound like Joe like, Pesci? Is he Joe Pesci? Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. And he'll say certain words. Oh, my God. This is like one of my favorite kind of moments like this. So um, what do you, uh, well, you call them long johns, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you mean, see. wait, you talking about donuts or uh, clothing? <laughs> no, clothing, clothing. Okay, okay. You call them long ca- johns, right? Not overall. I, it's the like shit that you wear when it's cold outside, and you wear yeah, them long under your johns. Clothes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, we call oh, those. You put long, long johns under your clothes, right? Yeah. If he's never lived in cold weather, that's it. That's yeah, the, yeah. Because he was never, like overalls. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, because because I because you're doing like you're gonna say how your dad said it, right? Which is oh no, I'm one. gonna say I'm gonna. It's a okay. So you call them <laughs> long johns, right? I went to school, and I'm like. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, so cold outside. We had to put our long johns on. And then I'm like, guys, what is long johns? I'm not wearing long johns. And they're like, um, these are long johns. And they show me. This is a fourth grade, I think. And I go, no, 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 that's not long johns. That's time aware. And they're <laughs> like, what is time aware? And I'm like, it's time aware. This, you call them long johns, it's time aware. So then maybe like a month or so later, my mom bought a new pair for us and I see the package and it says thermal underwear. My mom had me saying, because now I'm doing an American version of her accent pronouncing the word thermal. (laughs) So I'm here like, so my mom would say tamal wea, but my nine-year-old self would say, and I'm saying, 
time aware. <laughs> Yo, that's that. That's that. That's the sister company to Rock Aware, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what. <laughs> I have stuff like that with Ampa. I didn't know that a hamper was not an Ampa until I was maybe eight or nine years old. Oh, this shit is gold. <laughs> yeah. I love this. Um, and I have a lot of the. We didn't learn English, but the minute my mom got upset, we didn't learn Yoruba really. But the minute my mom got upset, oh, that was a cuss out in Yoruba. So I know that I I know how to say things like stupid, crazy, mm-hmm. drunk, idiot. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's always the first thing you learn, right? Is like yeah. all the insults. Well, because your parents are calling you all Denia idiot because <laughs> you spilled chicken noodle soup. Yeah, but your parents are probably the most brutal. The simplest mistakes get the rough. Like I remember, uh, they, it stopped when uh, my dad. Uh, married uh my stepmom because he like i remember one time i think i was doing something he was like i'll cut that your head off right now and they're, <laughs> they're like you gotta say you, gotta you can't cut say that head off. But, but, but jaywalking <laughs> and so so he finally kind of finally took her because it's funny because i imagine yeah my mom's like oh yeah he's just nigerian that's how they talk but then yeah. you know my my stepmom she was she was way more outspoken so she was at that point being like no stop this is yeah. weird yo it's wild because you know like because my family is all, or my grandmother and mother, my grandmother and granddad are from the South, so Arkansas yeah. and Mississippi. And and then they moved to Chicago when they were, like, young adults and teenagers and shit. And so, basically, my mom, born in Chicago, I'm from Chicago. So, you know, all we got was the, the, the fake religious uh, mm-hmm. attitude, mm. you know, like... Uh, where they were use God and 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 like uh, and, and shit like that to insult you. Okay. <laughs> um, Wait, how does that you know, sound? How does that where, sound? Uh, where, where it would be, it would be like I swear this is an exact memory I have. Uh, where my mom would would say, oh, or some I would do. Some, my mom did something because my mom had me when she was young, so my mom was still young, uh, as well. My mom would do something, and my grandma came up to her and said, hmm. You know, God don't like ugly. Uh, and like that would be <laughs> and that would be like the insult that <laughs> so she wouldn't curse. She wouldn't say nothing like that. She would just say, mm, you know, in the eyes of God. Uh, and so funny. It's so it's so weird. I wish. Is, my it, was family it like cursed. A, is it like a, a don't misbehave? God sees all the time. Yes, kind of thing? that's exactly what it was. That's like don't hilarious. like if you do something, it's just like it'll connect back to mm, mm, you gonna go to church with that on your soul. Uh, <laughs> like God damn, like all I did was like I I said crap. Damn, I didn't say nothing bad. That is you, that <laughs> oh, is so yeah. interesting because uh, we are Muslim. I'm not practicing, but. I was raised Muslim and I was like into it. We like the Muslim version of a bar mitzvah is called a walima. And I had one. I like went to private school and stuff. So it, I was like really immersed. But it's weird because Islam is a specifically Middle Eastern thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then but then like my black ass, we African. So there was like a mix there. So it's interesting to me. The reason I went into that is because it's interesting to me, the culture of Christianity in black American like life, because Islam itself might be a very superstitious religion, but the Nigerian version of Islam is not. 
And so it's like interesting to see, or the way I experienced it in my parents' household. And so it's interesting to think of like how you, like Black American Christianity is often superstitious in that way. But I, yeah. I'm very curious about where that came because my parents would never be like, Allah is watching you. My parents would be like, I'm fucking watching you. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, they they it would always be um, the 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 nugget of you keep fucking up. You going to hell um, <laughs> and, and or they would traumatizing i don't mean to laugh i don't know this shit is it's funny it's funny as hell but that is what we grew up with was you going to i listen i i mentioned this on an episode a few a few weeks ago um my grandmother would straight up say god is talking to me right now and speaking through me to you and would speak to us as god essentially uh so like and, and but this is like religious shit. This is shit that like I would go to church and nobody would clock. Like this is some weird shit, right? <laughs> it would all just be like, "Who the Holy Ghost?" Ha, ba, ba, sha, ba, 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 ba. And yeah. then you know, <laughs> and it's fucked up. It's fucked up. But you know, who am I? I recently experienced in person for the first time somebody speaking in tongues, and it stressed me out because it was so the way it came in and out so easy. Bro, it, like, it's wild. It, it would be like it, it was like some shit. It was like, oh, you know, uh, I I pray in the name of Jesus. I'm fighting into. I believe in Jesus, and then it was like a quick. I love you, Jesus. And I was like, whoa, wait, did we dis in? Like, Yo. did we just leave our body and then come right back in? And you didn't tell me. No, you know, like I was thrown. <laughs> it's wild. Did you did your did your family ever speak in tongues, Iffy? Like where uh, was that? Yeah, yeah. No, I went that was more my mom, uh my mom's side. Uh she's cause you know, she was Southern, went to Baptist. Yeah. And when you see that, you like, whew, oh man. Uh it's yeah. wild. Cause I, I like at this point, one day I want to bring somebody like who speaks Hebrew to church yeah. one day. And and then just straight up be like, all right, yo, translate what they saying. Like, are they wait? Actually... Is the tongue supposed to be Hebrew? It like there is there is there's a few like oh, okay, like according to the church I grew up in, like mm-hmm. when people speak in tongues, they are speaking like the original language that like Jesus oh, okay. spoke, uh, mm. or like Aramaic or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they're speaking that. And then sometimes they also, <laughs> this is such a wild conversation because it <laughs> like, <laughs> because then sometimes they'll also be speaking like what only the Holy ghost can, uh, understand yeah. or, you know, okay. the Holy spirit. And that's whatever. the one when they're like, full body consumed by it i've only when, seen that on tv yeah i've i've seen it in person yeah, when you see it's it's wild how normal that gets when you see it as a child you're like yeah, yeah. someone they just caught the holy ghost <laughs> they just caught the holy ghost you know they they'll be doing like fucking kirk franklin stomping yeah and like just <laughs> dancing i've seen, I've seen <laughs> stuff but then isn't that just it's so interesting like I, I'm I'm now an atheist or agnostic atheist, but it's so interesting what things like religion explains away as these like, you know, really powerful mystical things, and like it can be explained away as easily as like, yo, that beat was fire and he was really spitting, like, yeah, <laughs> it's, right. It's, 
there wasn't a ghost, right? Not necessarily, not to disrespect anybody's beliefs, but just like, it might not be the Holy Ghost. You might just be really feeling what the pastor just said right now and the music is lit and everything is oh, yeah. great. Like, that's, oh, that's mostly oh. what it is. Because like, go to a concert. I, yes, exactly. <laughs> like me, and yes. Iffy, me and Ify went to uh, the Childish Gambino's concert. <laughs> here we go. Here come the story. <laughs> oh boy. Me and Ify, and Ify was high as shit. Ify was okay. high as shit. I was oh, high I'll too. Give you, hold on. I'll, I'll, because because I think the best way to tell this story, I think we got to tell the full story because, you yes. know, Culture King <laughs> listeners heard only the Jaquees perspective. So here, I'll start it from my perspective and then I'll get up to the point where I let go and then Jaquees will take it from his perspective. So my perspective okay, okay. The last is, time I heard a story introduced that way is actually Diddy Fabulous Jada Kiss telling the true story of the night where Ray J called the breakfast club. Like that intro. Oh my God. I'm going to tell is, my part. Oh my God. And then you go, he go, I'm going to yes, let him yeah, take yeah. on from yeah. there. So yeah, this, it was an excellent episode of the Jim yeah, I, I That is, so I think good. about that almost at least once a week because it is my favorite story. It made me, <laughs> and, and also just like the black excellence of that Vegas trip where you had like Kevin Hart and yeah, Kid Diddy, Diddy all Jada. hanging out. I was, like, I was like, this was wild. Okay, so here's how it starts. So uh, Jaquise, you know, hit me hit me up a, a couple of weeks ago. I don't know how long in advance, but he said he had an extra ticket to this Childish Gambino show. And it was supposed to be his last oh, one. Oh, you rich. So, you uh, rich. Extra ticket. You yeah, yeah. rich. <laughs> Yeah. Nah. Come on, nah, so, no, no, no. Uh, he he was uh, he was basically like someone bailed on paying for this, and I oh, need this. Okay, got it, got it, got it. That, so yeah, I'm not rich. So, I needed yeah. that money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't eat that damn ticket. <laughs> so, so so I I picked up on it right. So I'm getting ready to go. I was real hyped, and um, I like I was like, okay, we go and we go and check this out, and I uh. I, I as I was leaving, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be pretty tight," you know. Bino, I probably should take an edible. So I had this like edible, uh, this chocolate strawberry chocolate cheesecake uh, <laughs> edible that's been sitting on top of my fridge now. For how way big too is long. it now? Uh, it, it's it, this this thing is you can see my video, but it's like with me, I'm I'm basically doing two C's and putting them together. It was probably mm-hmm. about like a. Like half of a oh, this is perfect. So you know how long, how big the large lint bars are, the lint the chocolate large bars. No, oh yes, I don't yes, know yes. What that is. Yeah, okay. Uh, you you know you know the ones you see it, uh, Rafa. You know the ones with the, the that are folded up and has like a chocolate teardrop on it, but on the cover. But it's like usually about like two finger lengths long. Okay, I think I yeah. So, is so it was L I N D T? Is that what you told me? Yeah, yeah. About? Okay, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I've seen. Yeah. That. So I, I, it was about half that, and I was like, okay, you I don't remember. Crazy. You I was like, I don't know. Crazy. I, well, I didn't eat all of it. I didn't eat. All. I was okay, like, I don't okay, know how okay. much. But here's the thing, though. I was like, I don't know how much. I don't remember the last time I had this. I don't know how much these are hidden. I don't want to uh, take too little. So I went ahead and I just took like two, three bites, tossed it. I was like, oh, that that should be good. Two, three bites, right? <laughs> so I take two, three bites I'm nervous. as I'm I hop nervous. into the as I hop into the Uber. And the Uber driver is this thug ass black. I'm talking about thugged out. Like mm-hmm. uh and he he was like, Yeah, man. He was like, 
And he's driving. He's like, yeah, man, I've been driving all day. I was like, yeah, man. He's like, all right, cool. He's like, what you getting? What, what you going to? I was like, yeah, I'm going to the Childish Gambino concert. He was like, damn, you going to a concert? Then you got to eat before the concert. He was like, you don't, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to have to buy food there. I'm like, yeah, you probably right. He was like, all right, then I'm gonna take you to this gas station that sells oh my burritos. God. <laughs> so he took me there. Yeah, he took me to the gas station. Instead of taking me straight to the show, we stop at this gas station that sells burritos. <laughs> So he could get a burrito. At the end of the, that's what it was. Is he wanted the burrito, you know? And because because I'm I'm looking at him thinking he gonna get me. Because yeah, I'm like, if you taking me here, nah, nah, bro. So we all oh, buy. Wait, buy, come on. So you paid for him to detour on your Uber ride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To get to, himself to, to get a, burrito. a burrito, and got then it. I got my own burrito, and I smashed this gas station burrito. Uh, <laughs> uh you know, arguably. It was slapping pretty hard at the time, or okay. as hard as I remember. And so he's driving me, and right as we get into Crenshaw, I just feel my world kind of transform. It's, t- <laughs> it's- <laughs> I know, I, I know, it's hitting. And he's like, "Damn, there's all this traffic." I was like, "You could drop me off on the corner," and he drops me off in the corner, and I was like, "Hold on, which corner am I on?" <laughs> oh, damn. Whatever, whatever. And then my and then all of a sudden my, my stomach start rumbling. I was like, uh oh, that gas station burrito ain't <laughs> ain't agreeing oh, with the kid. So no. I go into this. Oh, no. I, I I'm imagine also I didn't think of how difficult it would be trying to get into the forum, find my seats, and all of this while high, super high. I'm super high and I'm trying to do but I do finally find them. And I feel bad because I'm kind of in the middle. And I get there and I'm just chopping it up. It's 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 Vince Staples. I'm feeling it. I'm jumping around. I'm feeling it, but my mm-hmm. stomach's still rumbling. I was like, uh oh. No. And then so I I was like, I think I got to uh, think I got to throw up. So I like scoot out in front of two people, go and to the bathroom. You're, you're I, sitting next to Jackie's at this point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I think I got to throw up. So I don't. he's watching your distress. He's yeah, yeah. Watching well, you. he's yeah. not noticing. All he's seeing is if he just going to the bathroom over and over and annoying the two people next to him. And then mm-hmm. I come back. And then I, I go again, still didn't throw up, come back. And then I was like, I just, if I got to throw up, I want to do it now because I don't want to do it as the show. So Vince Staples is dumb, done, it's black. And then it was like DEFCON 3. I got to get to the, <laughs> I, so I rush, I kick open the door and puke into this bathroom. And then because I'm super high and polite, I was like, I can't leave this mess. So I'm oh in there cleaning my, my mess Shit is as wild. I hear the beginning music of Childish Gambino. So I like, you know, drink a little water, wash my face up a bit, get back to the seat. And then Jaquise proceeds to see now post throw up full vibe. If and, <laughs> and, and post throw up full vibe, if he caught the Holy ghost <laughs> during, this goddamn, during this goddamn concert. Like, yo, and let me tell you, right. I was, I will, I will preface this with saying, this was one of the best fucking concerts that you could go to. Uh, okay. it, was it was like church. Good. It was like church. Uh, I remember because I was what high year too. Was this? this was eighteen, I think. Eighteen, That's right? That's so Effie? weird. Because yeah. I saw him at Coachella and I didn't feel taken to church. I thought it, I didn't get. I didn't well, get that big. That show. Coachella performance was like added after the fact because like Kanye dropped out. Oh, okay, um, got it, got it. Because this was supposed, the concert me and Ify went to was supposed to be his last concert. 
Oh, yeah, I remember uh, when he retired, you know. Yeah, and then he did Coachella shit afterwards, and it was, like, thrown together, apparently. Oh, okay, But, okay. like, we watch it, and I'm high, too, but I'm vibing, and the Forum is such a dope place to see a concert because you're, it's so, it's small. So, I've like, never been. So he's performing, and then, like, it, it, everybody just feels like you're on top of each other. And then everybody stands up. The arms are going up. You just, like, swaying back and forth. And I look at Iffy, and Iffy is the only nigga in his seat. Uh, <laughs> like, head down, head down, <laughs> eyes closed, and just, like, bouncing back and forth, like, in his seat. <laughs> And then he started like uh, he just started like convulsing in his seat a little bit. Like I'm like this nigga is feeling it, and like I mean he was on a different plane. He was on a different like we was all vibing. But if he was if if he was went through some shit that night, <laughs> if he went through some shit that night. Well, you it heard changed. the shit I've been through. I, I'm not triumphant. I'm not triumphant. Triumphant. I'm on the other side. God is with me right now. And so that is that is that is exactly what church is like. You just are in it and you feel it. You probably got to add up. You probably ate, you know, black folks, we ate too much salt before we went into church. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) And so your body is just reacting. It's just reacting to everything at once. And you catch that Holy Ghost. That is amazing that's amazing because that's so funny the last time i went to a concert and i took an edible i didn't have i didn't catch the holy ghost i literally just went mute for three hours (laughs) (laughs) so i like my friends and i went to see on the run too and -hmm. it was like a big moment for me because my beyonce love was a 10-year journey yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to get there because I'm one of these people who resist overhype. It's so oh, yeah. stupid and contrarian. But like, I just hate when you lie to me. Properly assess the talent of the person you want me to watch or listen or whatever. But anyway, Lemonade yeah. finally got me. Lemonade was the one. There was like stuff before. I always liked Beyonce, but love Beyonce is when Lemonade, like, and a year after the fact that it came out too, which is crazy. So all my friends are like, yes, Rafa, you love Beyonce. We're going to, and Jay-Z is my favorite rapper ever, ever, ever. Cause I'm a yeah. basic. So it's dude. so funny because I feel like, cause I, cause I know this about you and it's funny to me because I feel like you're at odds with most uh, Beyonce stands because they all have this like begrudging relationship with Jay-Z. Yes. You're like, nah, I fuck with him. No, that's my nigga. <laughs> that's my nigga. Jay-Z is my dude. First I of all, Jay-Z. like I'm a Brooklyn girl. And also my older brother, when we were growing up, like we were, best friends like my I was like you know how like on cartoons and sitcoms they'll have that little kid that just follows the big brother around like that was me so my brother called my brother would do shit like uh you know he would call himself Jay-Z then he called me Amil and then we had to really rework that when she got dropped and then then his his best friend he called him Beans like we were really into Rockefeller okay Uh so uh and like the blueprint is in my opinion the best rap album I've ever heard like it's just whatever my frustration with Beyonce fans is that you can't act like 
a married couple don't share philosophy. So I don't understand yeah. how we out here like, fuck capitalism, Jay-Z, he ruined Brooklyn, he he fucked over Colin Kaepernick, and then stay mute on Beyonce. They in the yeah. same billion-dollar yeah. household. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> it is so crazy. But anyway, so I had finally, like, really just leaned into my Beyonce love. Everybody's hyped. We go to a pregame party. People are so hyped. We, I, and I have really bad anxiety in crowds. So I took mad Xanax, yo. And then I like, then I just smoked from my pen constantly. And literally I spent a whole two and a half hour concert just standing still completely mute. And every five minutes, my friends would be like, Rafa, are you Okay. You okay? And then um, I just nod. I wouldn't even say yes, I'm okay. I would just be nodding. The only vocal sound that came out from me throughout that whole concert was Jay Z's performance of Song Cry. Oh, you cried? No, I didn't. I just I I I'm a new crier. I've been crying mm. a lot lately. But, okay. Okay. But um, it was just so fucking beautiful because your boy it had is. like he had like a. a he did it like an R&B crooner. It was nice. You know how like they'll like pull up to the frontmost part of the stage and they'll sit yeah. on a stool. And then he they put like these really, really nice, quiet, like blue lights on him. And he was holding the mic stand like he was Otis Redding or some shit. And yeah. like it was fun. And then you know, like in the mo- and he did like an, a new verse. You know how him and Beyonce, they like to rotate in a new verse on something. Mm-hmm. So he did a beautiful new verse that was like, the post lemonade version of Jay Z. It was Ooh. so romantic and like loving and sweet and gentle. And I was just like, ah, <laughs> and that was like the <laughs> only noise that I made that whole fucking concert. Yeah. But it was great. But I'm in a new place with like my feelings now. Are you guys mm-hmm. like, I don't, is that a 30 something woman thing? I now am crying a lot when I watch TV and things, uh, affect me directly i feel deep empathy for people what's happening yeah. i mean that, that does come with getting older like i cry a lot more with tv now too i cried today watching i mean this always makes me cry it always has made me cry uh but i was watching fresh prince and the pop had a brand new fresh excuse prince makes you... wait well the fresh dad episode oh, the, the dad episode the dad okay. episode you know because how come somebody... you don't love me man Hit me, yeah. hit me hard, hit me because you know I don't have a dad either. So like that's always been a fucking yeah. emotional episode for me. But like yeah, it's it, I think it's with age. I think also too like we as black people have allowed other black people to have feelings now because uh, <laughs> you know that was a big thing with with in the black community is even within in our own community you saw like we have to hold things yeah you soft if you have emotions and you have to hold things in and keep it in and a lot of that is based off of you know the toxic masculinity and systematic racism that white people have set yeah. uh, toward mm, us speak um, it speak it but but it, it is in our community and as we in these past uh few years have really on social media especially it broken out of that and yeah. you could see other black people telling you it's okay yeah, to break it's okay. out of that shit mm-hmm. uh, I feel like our community has become a lot more in tune with our feelings uh, than we ever have been um, yeah it's and it's like um, 
it's not just that we're more in tune, but it's also just like constantly like it, the the social media part of it is so right. Like where it's just like, yeah, my nigga is tweeting mad emo right now. Like right. He's, he's so even if it's like not an active encouragement, it's like, oh, I think his feelings are hurt. He's saying so watch it right now. And like that I I appreciate. However, by contrast, it has make hate made me so callous to white people. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. am I am when a white woman cries, I'm telling you, <laughs> something in my brain just it's not even fair. It's not even fair. But my brain Damn. goes, Oh, please. She her mom could have died. Her mom could have died. <laughs> and, I just, and and the first instinct, the first instinct is like, oh please, like niggas don't have dead moms. <laughs> My mom's alive. Why would I say that oh, to someone? Yo, look, this is how angry y'all done made us, white people. Y'all, we don't even give a fuck when your parents die no more, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I do care. I do care. That's, we care. Like, we care. No, but, I know uh, what you mean. But it's it's just weird. It's just like I've 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 my empathy has like decreased over time for people I receive as you know, privileged or unfairly yeah. like over coddled. And then I guess I may be redirecting that to people who I think are not coddled. So like a lot of the stuff that's making me cry on TV right now is gay stuff. So it's going to be drag race. It's going to be oh. we're here. And it's like going to be that. Um, and reality tv i mean i cried on our podcast jockeys yeah watching yeah. some black girl be sad on tv and, <laughs> you know? and yeah and then having a black man like comfort her like yeah, yeah and the, it was the, real. the thing that actually broke my heart like it wasn't even like i was already kind of sad talking about her but the thing that made the tears actually come was when we were talking about the black man comforting her yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Something about that was like really, really uh, powerful to me. I don't know. I'm like obsessed with black people loving each other and like, yeah. and romantic black love too is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately and wanting it so badly for myself and wishing that my parents had had it in a healthy way and wishing that I could learn to have it in a healthy way and hoping that for future generations we can have it in a healthy way because the world has fucked us up so bad yeah. and like you know, they teach us to not trust one another. Like in general, there are gender wars where men, guys and girls, because of the way, you know, society is set up, you know, we don't trust each other. But there's like a special contempt that black women and black men have learned for each other because I feel like society around us has pathologized us so much that we internalize it. And now black women are saying men ain't shit. And black men are saying women, black women are hood rats or whatever, because we learned it from elsewhere. And yeah. I just, I want us to unlearn it and learn to love each other like healthily, which isn't to imply or say that black love doesn't exist. It absolutely does. I just wish it were more obvious. And, and it, I wish it weren't, I wish they weren't social media or comedy currency to diss one another is yeah. what I'll say. And I think that that it permeates our interactions in real life as well. Well, Versus honestly, it's so funny because, you know, being like a nerd dude, uh, black nerd dude on Twitter, it like uh, it's so funny how I think I find that 
you have a bunch of black dorky dudes who who have who have had like one or two bad experience with black women and let it paint their whole yeah. view on black women and be like, oh, you don't like nerds and this and that and all this. It's like, no, you just had, maybe you had some assholes in your life and and you gave up after but two. But we all, and, that's but, also uh, a guy thing. Oh yeah, but no, no, I'm a guy. One I'm girl. Going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One girl will ruin y'all forever though. Well, that's exactly, that's what I was going to say is what's wild is, you know, uh, you, the, you'll have these dudes who will have these one or two experiences with black women and be like, oh man, they're all trash, but will constantly be getting dogged out by, by white women and just never tapping out. Like, like just <laughs> back to back, corny, wild looking white women. Like I was saying the most accurate thing about Uncut Gems was the fact that uh julia fox picked uh adam sandler over the weekend like that's how that's how dudes <laughs> be getting dogged out by these white women and mm-hmm. but they'll still be but they never never will be like all right then i'm done and that i'm not saying that lie. you I, I and I'm not saying you have to be done because you're dogged out, but I'm saying keep that same energy. Like don't try and like be dissing black women because of the two ba- black women in your childhood that made you feel bad about yourself. Keep trust me, keep finding them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get dude. your Kalani, get your get your Lupita. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to reference. You know, only light skin. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another one too. Yes, that's that, that's skin. colorism. Yeah, L.A. Yo, I'm telling you, L.A. colorism has really fucked with your girl because my parents were like really good. I'm the only light skinned one in the family and there's five of us. And my mom was really, really good about being like, you ain't no different from your brother. You ain't Mm -hmm. no different from your sister or whatever. So I'm intellectually aware of light skin privilege, but I wasn't engaging with it in my lived experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I get to L.A. and I'm like. Y'all don't even like light-skinned girls out here. <laughs> like, I'm like, y'all, I have to have a white parent to be viable in this fucking I, town. I, it is crazy. It's, it, yeah, no, it's so funny because it is like, you know, here's, here's, I don't like, it's so funny because it's hard to for me to even get my finger on because the the black people I hang with, hang out with is either you know the some of the improv dudes which are like Jaquees the white women guys or like just some of my like natural homies from out here mm-hmm. and so like with with that like I see us all you know messing with the black queens but I will say it, it is funny because it is this thing where like I don't know it, it's it, it's I think it's a mix of 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 multiple things I think one of the things is no one no one wants to date down uh and we're just going to speak frankly here and and no one needs to be feeling any type of way about this we're just speaking frankly Mm -hmm. here but if you feel you know where based on your perception of where you're where you are in your career you don't want to date below that you don't want somebody coming up off of you and then you have um and then i think you when you have that formula combined with the white supremacist ideal of looking at white people as like the yeah, aspirationally pinnacle, dating you know them. when the aspiration yeah. you, you that you end up with this formula where you are 
it's it's harder because you know black people have such a hard time making it in this industry already so 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 like you're like well you know she cool and all but you know she ain't she ain't on and i don't want her getting off on me but then you see a white woman in that same uh position and you're not thinking that way because you're like well you know white you know that's the that's the Mm. goal and you know that's that's something because you know that that was the one thing as soon as i got single again um i definitely was like i need to i need to be uh, making sure I got a 50-50 ratio on the women I'm smashing. <laughs> I, have a, I have a no whites under Trump rule. That's well, see, it. that's that's the thing. I'm doing. I'm I'm doing a. Uh, I'm I'm following brother brother A B and and trying to get through uh, no white woman 2020. Yeah, but, uh, but I, he didn't get through it either. He's I mean, back yeah, he's yeah, he's back with yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah he's been back with Shorty for like two months now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ray, but, can I yeah, ask you? But, Ray, can I ask you? Uh, with the <laughs> with the uh, no whites under Trump. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So like, who you voting for then? Like, are you going? <laughs> Are you going to vote for Trump so you can keep your, I mean, like, are you going to vote for Trump so you can keep your no whites rule and, you know, keep with this black love? I actually, I legit just texted my homie, legit just texted my homie that the rule is going to stay the rule. Okay. Regardless of who wins. Okay. Because uh, there's just too much, you know, like. God bless you and your interracial relationship. Please have it. This isn't me against interracial relationships I, for everybody. I'm long this past. Is, I'm long past letting no, these no, conversations affect you. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, want yeah, it yeah. To be like, but for me, it's like, so like the thing if he said about how men will hold one black girl or two black girls against us for the rest of their lives. You got to remember as a woman, we have, we have, we get so much and we don't hold anything against y'all. It's actually very frustrating how little grace we get versus how much grace y'all get. Because I've been, not to get heavy, but I've been sexually assaulted on multiple occasions and I still be trying to smash men. It's astonishing. (laughs) It really is astonishing, you know? And so my thing is, I already am coming with so much baggage as far as my relationship with men at all go. I don't want to risk race being a problem. Yeah. I mean, again. Yeah, it's so funny. And just to clarify for listeners, I wasn't laughing at the the sex the sexual assault thing. I was laughing at the bizarreness of like, you know, the, the truth in what Rafa was saying, which it is true. Like either you you have all that and you're still like, yeah. And then dudes and it probably wasn't even like a full on disc. She just was like, Oh, you that outfit weird. And you're like, Oh fuck, man, fuck black woman forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. You know, I had a friend who didn't who stopped dating black women because a girl made fun of his shoes. <laughs> and oh no, what, what shoes was he wearing? No, what shoes was he wearing? He was wearing, I think, like I think they were run down and it might have okay, triggered okay. a thing about like poverty <laughs> or whatever. No, he, no, it's he fucked up. It's, I'm joking. It's fucked up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm joking. I know I'm what joking. a joke is. I swear, I swear I know what a joke is. I swear. <laughs> Yeah. I apologize. But yes, but the thing is just that it's just like it's just so crazy. It's so interesting the way that men and women are socialized in heterosexual, heteronormative situations. Obviously, I don't mean to like be dismissive of like queer experiences. I just am not queer, so I can't speak to them. But um, but it's just so crazy, like from from jump, the minute girls are taught that a boy might be interested in them, it's instantly you 
taking on bad shit and then going forward anyway. Like, you know, like if a guy, if a boy pinches you in pre-K, it's like, oh, he pinches you because he likes you. And it's just like, well, why am I five learning that toxicity is affection, right? And so it's just like, whereas like you guys don't learn necessarily that all the time. And so it's just so interesting that I'm prepared from pre-K or whatever to receive shitty behavior from men and continue to try to love them. Whereas like men will just let one instant incident when they were 12 color how they treat women well into their fifties. It's fucking crazy. But, um, but like with, with, there was a, I was dealing with a white dude and, um, and I thought that I had had uh, a good radar. You know, if you date enough white dudes, you think that you can tell which one is fetishizing you, which one sees you as like a full person. You know, it, it, anybody who's dated interracially, you can tell the difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and so I thought I had it. I, I thought I had this dude down. I was like, OK, he's down. And he also had wig tendencies. That's a shameful weakness of mine. So he like he like had wig tendencies. I was feeling him all his homegirls and stuff was black women and shit and then like one day he after i was dealing with him for a long time it was toxic in a situation shit it wasn't anything but like after i'd been dealing with him for a long time he showed up with a girlfriend and he like he just had a girlfriend now and uh i was shocked and so i was like okay, well, we've dealt with each other all this time, Mr. I don't do relationships. Like, what made you wife shorty and not me? And he goes, she's a beautiful, funny Jew. And that's it. He he said that? He said that. I will never forget that. Like, unironically, he said that shit? Yeah. And so the Jewish thing mattered the whole time. And he never told me that. And, And my thing is, the same way I'm saying to you guys how important it is for me to find beautiful black love. I understand that for a Jewish person too. Like, hey, look, we get each other. We came up in the same place. We face the same struggles. We get each other. I can have that conversation with you. But a three beautiful, three word, beautiful, funny Jew. Well, I know well, you he- think I know you think I'm beautiful and I know you think I'm funny. So the only thing that's different that I can conceive of based on your answer is the Jewish thing. And to drop that on me so casually as if it wouldn't be hurtful, you're basically telling me that I wasn't born good enough for you no matter what. Was, and this, you did- was this Jewish person also black or were they white? No, the girl's white. Okay, because there are black Jews. No. Um, yes, of course. He he tried to make that argument when we had a, a fight about it later. Yeah, he was like, Jaquise out here defending him. Huh? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm saying like, so it wasn't no. even a Jewish thing. It's a white thing. Yeah, it's a white thing, but he's couching it in a Jewish thing. I think, right. I don't know. But he's even using if it, that bullshit as an excuse. But even if it, like, you could also just not fucking like me, right? Like, and yeah. that's okay, too. Hey, we just don't connect. I don't understand the need for you to tell me that I'm not as good as your new partner because, in part, I'm not Jewish. That's and so, wild. And so, like, the way that that punched me in the face is, like, and that happened 2016 and then Trump won. I was like, I'm good on y'all. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need this because not just that the rejection of the moment when he told me that, but also like I 
thought I could read you. I've been looking at you every, you know, talking to you so much, conversing with you, thinking I understand you for a year, a year and a half, you know? And yeah. and you have low-key been this person the whole time. Now, not let's not say in reference to him because that was such a nothing from years ago. It's just the impact that's still with me. But like, imagine if I'm married to somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm married to you and we have a whole kid and then it shows up two years, three years into our relationship that you think something like that. So I'm going to give my child a father who thinks that of their mother. Yeah. That shit is and it's up. like, I can't guarantee it because as we saw, my radar is off. And since Trump is one, I've probably talked to way fewer straight white men than I've ever talked to in my life as a friend or, you know. And I've been lucky enough to work on black shows and stuff. So I don't see them a lot. So it's like my radar is probably even worse. And I like, you know, like I don't want to give, I don't want to risk my child having a father who would hate them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's, that's kind of like the, you know, thing about it too. That That's wild. And I think why that just changed the way I look at, you know, dating and going in like i don't think it's impossible to date you know a um you know a white a white person all this stuff like my my i think my biggest thing was when i did that uh half jokingly tweet of being like look if your crush ain't talking about this black lives matter stuff right now you need to find a new crush because it's, mm -hmm. it's it is it is wild because you know there's nothing wilder than like if you're going out throughout the day with a with a black person uh you know as a black person dealing with the shit that the world throws at you um and then you come home and you have to then re-explain everything you go mm -hmm. to and why why it was hurtful then then that's just going to be just a little it's too exhausting. much work like home is where you just kind of want to just decompress and you just want somebody to just get it and be like oh yeah no, that's cool. Right, yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, there's this really, really funny comic in New York, older guy's name's Kareem Green. And he used to tell a bit about how he couldn't date interracially because he and he wanted to come home and hate white people with his wife together. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you that's when you come home and you turn your your white partner against white people. You know. That feels like too much work, you know. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Let me let me say this, Ray. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Because for those who don't know, me and you host another podcast called The Deliberation. Uh, that's about the MTV, uh, the challenge uh, reality show. And and, you know, there's a couple there's a couple white homies on that show. Mm -hmm. uh, who you know who be hidden who be hidden the horn who be hidden the horny uh signal <laughs> for you? Um, like for instance, on this past season, there was Jay. Yes, we talked Jay about is Jay. half Latino. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So, all right, that 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 goes there. <laughs> uh, so who else do we have? Who else do we, do you have? I like Fessy. Fessy also. I think he's either Marat. He's Middle Eastern. He, okay, I think he might be North African. Actually, maybe not. Middle Eastern, but he's definitely Arab descent. Okay, so so you know basically because I'm, I'm I'm I was asking because you know like if Jay came up to you and was like Ray, I know you can't know all, white side of Trump. You know I'm 
you know I'm bigger than Jay. So like that's the wrong. I'm five nine, one hundred and fifty something pounds. I'm bigger than that nigga. I don't like a dude smaller than me. That's that. That's that. Uh, toxic. Uh, you know, masculinity shit that we all learned. I, yeah. Like there will be there will be shit where I'll be like. I am morally opposed to the thought I just had right now. But I'll yeah. just see a dude and I'll be like, uh, I wanted to fuck this nigga until he started crying. Damn. And here I was talking about me crying over the frustration <laughs> and us having feelings and shit. And now I find out that we can't even get fucked out here if we cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to be better. Or it'll be shit like... Or it'll be shit. Oh, this is a thing. I'm going to, I hope I don't get canceled admitting this to you guys, but Whatever. it used to be that if a man were bisexual, he were like immediately unattractive to me. And not even like a, not even a like, oh, I don't like bisexual. I would like come up with a way to intellectualize what is probably just homophobia, right? Yeah. But I would just, but I would be like, oh, uh, you know, just something about, guys being somewhat effeminate like it's just a turnoff for me or and you know I would say things like that and it's just like oh it's because my brain has been trained to receive yeah. men a certain way yeah. and so now I'm like if a, and you know then I'm like well if he hooks up with guys and girls and I don't have a dick I'm not enough for him which is an insecurity I still have wrongly probably but like yeah I have all this listen I told you at the beginning of this episode Nigerian Muslim. There ain't gonna be the most progressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean a lot of shit that we go through. About masculinity, yeah. I had to work through some stuff. I still want a man who makes more money. I still want a man who's taller. I still want a man who talks to me like he's smarter and better. I don't know what the fuck it is. I want a man who'll be like Rafa. Shut up. Sometimes I don't know why that's hot to me. It is. Okay. All right. What are we well, doing if he who if he who you got for? Who you got for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know any people who can handle me? That's the problem. I just I like black women learn that they they got to be tough and hard and then that we got to have man a man on top of us who can handle us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And okay. like I don't know. I I'm still, you know, I'm a work in progress. I still want to be handled, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. All but right. uh, what you were saying with like uh, with like Fessio and all of them, yeah, I think they're hot. I might make out with you at a bar or something. But if we're talking about establishing real love, I would like for my long term father of my child, all of that stuff, to be a black man, and I want us to have a healthy black family and raise black kids with self esteem who think they are deserving of love and don't have to necessarily date white aspirationally to find it yeah love it love it fuck with it hard Hard. uh ray this has been listen this is this episode has been we went all over the gambit (laughs) yeah today did y'all have a set agenda my bad no i didn't have no agenda no no agenda at all i'm just saying we went all over the gambit and we got some of that real shit today so I'm loving what we just laid down because what we learned today, we learned that we can catch the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we learned we ain't fucking whites under Trump. <laughs> we learned. Uh, it sounds we so learned, racist. 
nervous when you say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, we learned we learned some Nigerian slurs. We learned, <laughs> but no, real talk though. We fucking this was a this was such a dope ass, just like black ass real conversation. Uh, because there is something that. I think is valuable in the conversation we had today and that what the current climate we're going through right now, right? There is this whole, uh, everybody who's kind of against it is just kind of like, well, what do you want me to be? I, I got, we got to be perfect as white people toward black people. And like, even our conversations we were having today with like our parents cursing us out and like our own feelings and shit. It's just like, yo, these are things that can't be works in progress. And these are things that we do work through and we do have feelings about. Uh, nobody is perfect. You just mm-hmm. have to have the desire to know I want to be a better fucking person. <laughs> like, and. <laughs> Like that is generally all people are asking for is be a better fucking person and like don't be racist. Um, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. Don't don't be racist. Don't be sexist and be a better fucking person. And and when you find yourself saying or having racist thoughts or saying and having sexist thoughts, you're human. But don't defend like those thoughts like they are you know aren't trash thoughts because we know like uh, shit how many times if he went as as young black men did we used to say that's gay you know what i'm saying like back when we were younger uh that was a common phrase and the school i went to school at and that shit is trash like that shit is trash and you and that was unfortunately something that i had to learn as Mm -hmm. a as a straight person um in this world and in in the black community and like the whole listening and learning yeah it's great but the whole recognizing that all right man we all can fall short but we all trying to get better i think is such a valuable lesson uh except for you know Trump. When you suffer Trump, you know, fuck yeah. Trump. Fuck Trump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ray, what else you got going on that you want people to know about? What else um, I want to give you the space? You done to- told you done told everybody about our podcast. It's called The Deliberation. Go check it out. Um, I got some things coming up, which is really, really exciting. Sorry, I just got really excited. I got my like high voice there. I apologize. Mm. Uh, but Talk I have like <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You know, I mean, shit. We still got to edit. All right, we still got to edit the episode. <laughs> Don't be peeking over there. Listen, listen. It's not. Listen. We have to unlearn stuff, and microphone technology needs to unlearn its sexism. My okay. voice is what it is. Okay, right. no, I'm just kidding. No, no, uh, but, but, uh, but, uh, uh, yeah. So just follow me on on uh, Twitter at Raysani and uh, on Instagram at rapfizzle87 and like some really cool stuff that I'm really excited about is actually coming in the next couple of weeks which is a relief because I have had a rough three months so hell yeah uh, hell yeah so you know just trying to just trying to make it um, thank you for having me this was fun hell yeah thanks for rolling on yeah, yeah thank you truly appreciate you
Ooh, Ray hitting us with that knowledge. All right, so Ify, you got you got a no white son of Trump rule right now too. Uh-huh. If he if, if 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 Trump win the second term, will you do your will you do a no white son of Trump? Yeah, I mean I'm I'll do it. I mean I'm I've already kind of been uh you know pushing towards like you have to be pretty conscious for me to like mess with you if you mm-hmm. aren't a person of color because it's just that that's just the move I, I'm trying to, the, the way I'm trying to move you know yes. it's just like yeah I need I need I need you to be focusing on what's going on I need you to just be you know doing you need that. to be right you need to be right I feel that I feel that I've always I've also thought like man if me and Jess do break up would I date a white girl again uh and you know I don't know I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. you put in but, hours, so I would understand why you might not. You put in you you've probably I didn't put, put in, in the most yeah, hours. I, I put in some hours. I I didn't put in at least you know I I didn't put in six six figures of hours into this relationship. So no, nah, but real talk though, I I feel that I feel that hard, man. Like, and and I will say I am thankful that Jess is on the conscious tip because you know she has to we've had that conversation a long time before a long time ago i should say uh so that's been real nice to feel like i don't have to you know explain to her why you need to be doing more as a white person uh mm-hmm. but uh but you know if 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 the good lord sees it fit for us not to uh continue on our path together uh then you know I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to date like a white person, a la like Brad Pitt, who up here producing black movies for A12. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That is that is who we need to be coming for. Matter of fact, I'm just gonna go ahead and date Brad Pitt. If if me and Jess don't make it, it's gonna be me and the the Pitt man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the Pitt man, huh? <laughs> the Pitt man. Uh, yo, let's do a Queen of the Week. Queen. My queen of the week is somebody me and you both know Iffy. She is definitely a queen. She's so fucking funny. A great writer. Uh, She's in a writing room right now for a television show. I'm not going to say it because she hasn't announced it. Uh, But it's the homie, Shukri Apti. She was, uh, when I worked on uh, Black Card Revoked, she was my boss. She's great. Oh, yeah. She is. She's so fucking funny. And right now, you know, with everything going on, a lot of black people are doing all this free labor with these companies and and institutions that we are a part of. Uh, Me and Shukri are doing that with the UCB institution. So I've been like working closely with her in this fight. And when I tell you that like black women get shit done and black women move progress forward, uh, Shukri is uh, the epitome of that. Um, and on top of that, she ain't gotta be doing it because she does have a career that she needs to be, that she's worrying about and, and thriving in and still putting in the fucking time and still doing the work and still moving the progress forward. And, and, and it's just such an inspiring thing to watch. Um, so Shukri is a queen through and through. Uh, we got to have her on this show one day, one of these days real soon, because uh, I want everybody to be introduced uh, to this person who has not been introduced to her. So that's my queen of the week. Who you got, Iffy? 
Oh man. Well, a lot of the, you know, queens that I that I'm close to that I'd be down to, you know, post show love to, you know, we've you've either had on or already shout out, you know, people like Ego Wodim, my Nigerian queen. Uh, you know, you have uh you have uh uh Ray Sani who was already on here. Kirby, uh, you know, already so 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 I get to be selfish with this. I, I have um, a many of reasons I wanna nominate this queen and this queen uh and people listening to check her out. Uh, you know, she's funny, she likes anime, and she was one of the kind of like uh first people uh I saw just going as hard as possible for Black Lives Matter. Uh you know, uh, and, and, you know, and, and that's what I mean. Those it, it's, and my queen of the week is going to be Lisa Wallen. Uh, you know, she's a comedian up there in uh, Seattle, uh, holding it down, uh, holding it down on Twitch too. She's been streaming now. Lisa Lallen. It's just, uh, her first, uh, last name, first letters, uh, mixed up. So, uh, you know, check, check it out. If you like watching people play cool indie games and the Yakuza series. Uh, and I'm sure I'll be filling in with Edgar some more. So I'll, you know, I'll have a lot more Queens for y'all. Just you wait. Hell motherfucking. Yeah. Young Prince Apodaca. I just want to say these last words to you. Oh, good. I I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. That's it. That's it. No, oh, nice. I appreciate you, Matt. That's I appreciate it. you. I appreciate Edgar. I appreciate my dear friend of nearly 15 years. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you coming through. Uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Make sure to cut your response out, Matt. Okay. Um, okay. Yes, yes. We don't want we don't want the world to know uh, anything that you have to say. So cut every every word that you said out of this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. We love you. Ify, thanks for jumping on. Where can people find you, Ify? Yo, people can find a kid at Way on Twitter and Instagram. IfD's on Twitch. Standing behind Matt Abadak as he tries to fall asleep. With my hands on his neck. Asking, when are we doing another candy dinner? Uh, but uh, but yeah, go go peep that Super Punch. My show that I normally do is on hiatus. So just, you know, check me at roosterteeth.com. On Thursdays, I have a show with uh, my friend Fiona Nova, uh, effing around with Ify and Fiona. And beyond that, just, you know, if you follow those social media links, you'll always know what I'm up to. Boom. That's right. Boom. At Culture Kings Pod, at Jockey's Neal, at Edgar Montplazier, at Awful Graham. That's all the tags. Matt, where can people find you? Yeah. You can find me at Bum. Matt Apodaca on Twitter and Instagram. Damn. Make sure to cut that out. Make sure to cut that out. That's it, everybody. <laughs> make sure to make sure to cut what out. <laughs> Keep what I asked him where we can find him at, but cut out his response and okay. go right to here out. where yeah, and go right to here where it says bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>